Hey guys, self-love here. Uh, today I want to talk about um, my son. He is 17 months old right now. And he's starting to get a attitude and get into his, um, most people call it terrible twos. Although I'm not going to call it that because I have a friend who doesn't like those terminologies. So for her sake, she listens to my podcast. I'm going to just say it's a phase he'll go through and he'll get out of again. Anyhow, so he is starting to have mood swings, get really crabby. Uh, I think... A lot of it is he's frustrated because he can't communicate yet to me what he wants. And I've started to not let him whine about it anymore. I'm trying to get him to stop whining and starting to use his words instead. Which I don't think he cares for that much. But we have to start uh, getting him to talk to us instead of whining. And he's been throwing tantrums, completely, you know, screaming at us and hitting us when we don't give him what he wants, which up until this point, pretty much that's what we were doing is if he would throw a fit, we'd give him what he wanted and he'd quit. And so now I'm trying to start disciplining and backtracking these bad habits he's started to have because of me I will take the credit I have allowed him to become this way for sure and it's not because I was trying to make him a monster or anything like that um I just had it in my mind like especially the first year of life that I just wanted to be there and hang out with him and constantly be there for him and just do everything with him. But I'm learning now that it's becoming an issue because I can't get the house cleaning done. I can't get cooking done because when I try to go and cook something, he stands there and whines at me the entire time. And then, um, puts his hands up trying to get me to grab him and take him and hold him and I'm just like I can't hold you and make food at the same time buddy and then he will have a complete meltdown and start screaming and crying and so now I've started to put him in timeouts when he does that and that's been working really well and occasionally depending on how bad it is I will you know spank his butt He's been starting to kick me when I try to change his diapers, and I put a stop to that because that was getting really old, and especially when it's a poopy diaper because it's like, I don't want poop all over my floors, and in our apartment, most the majority of our rooms are carpet, so I'm like, ew, could you imagine trying to get poop out of a carpet? Ugh, I don't even want to deal with that yet. 
or ever would be great, but, you know, it might happen at some point. But anyway, so I, you know, I kind of swatted his butt a little bit because I was like, dude, I try to get you to stop. I ask you several times to stop and you won't do it and you're throwing a fit even more. And my son is very strong-willed. He is going to be someone who has to learn by doing, I think, because I want to say eventually I'd like to think that he would trust us by taking our word for it because that's how I was growing up. But then I could see him being like his dad where he just wants to do everything and learn from his mistakes that way because that's how his dad is. He doesn't want to just take people's word for it. So I hope that it becomes kind of a mixture where he'll trust us and take our word for it. But then also, you know, I do want him to make his own mistakes too and learn from it because that's how you learn in this life. Um... But I didn't realize how how much work parenting would be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not completely naive and think that he would just be able to completely do everything by himself coming out of the womb. I understand that a baby literally can't do anything without you for the first year, basically. I mean, every day they can do a little more, but I mean... For those of you who don't have kids, literally, when you have a baby and take them home the first day, they are 100% dependent on you. They cannot do anything except cry and poop and eat and sleep. And that's basically all they do for the first couple months. And then, you know, as time progresses, they do the tummy time and then they, you know, can start lifting up their head and then they start crawling and they start playing with the little toys when you lay them down on the mat for um you know interacting with little items grabbing and gripping stuff and then eventually they progress from that to crawling and walking and talking and it's it's just a glorious thing the first year because it's beautiful and it's hard at the same time because the first couple months you're, you know, getting up every two to three hours to feed them and you're tired and it's tough because they're crying and then they have this high-pitched cry because they're just tiny, tiny, tiny little babies and um, for me that was scary. I really had a hard time, like I thought something was wrong with him when he cried like that, like not that because I knew he was healthy and he was okay and stuff, but I didn't like how high-pitched his cry was because it, it made me feel like um, I was doing something wrong or I wasn't satisfying his needs or, you know, just whatever the case. And I tried breastfeeding for three months and it did not go well for me. I should have contacted the hospital and tried to get some help but I just had this mentality in my head that I am a mom now and it should just come naturally and I should just know how to do it all and 
I'm here to tell you this is not reality, okay? It takes time to learn how to be a mom first off and to learn how to be a good mom and learn what your baby needs because it's a new person, you know? I mean, think of it this way. If you meet someone, you don't know their background. You don't know their life story. You don't know whatever. I mean, there is a certain degree because you did grow them in your belly for nine months and there is that special bond there. But also, you're getting to know each other. Um, You take them home and, you know, you learn. You do eventually learn what your kid wants. You know, whether it's, oh, you know, they need a nap or they need a baba or need to change their butt. And a lot of it for a while is guesswork. You just go through, try each thing. And once they're satisfied with what they want, then that's what it is. But, you know, when they first start smiling at you and giggling and cooing at you, it's it's such a beautiful thing because it's like, It's the first confirmation that you get from them that you're doing a good job. And you're like, yes, you know, I'm nailing this or I'm not nailing it, but at least I managed to keep this child alive for three or four months now. And I'm still alive, even though I'm tired all the time. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to make it. And there's truly this just, love and awe and wonder of this tiny little person who quite literally cannot do anything for themselves and they're just so happy and they're so much fun and um you know they sleep and they're just so tired and it doesn't take much for them to need a nap and then you hit they're one year old and they're walking and they're saying mom and dad and then it becomes this whole other thing that they're running around and chase and you're chasing them and you're trying to get them to stop touching everything in your house but they touch everything and they make a mess everywhere but you know it's it's all good it's all good it's it's hard being a parent And it's challenging, especially at this point, because, like I said, he's throwing fits and he's, you know, pushing mom to a breaking point. And for a while here, I was really just frustrated and crabby and just like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. He just keeps hitting me and whatever. And um, yesterday... I was really frustrated and I sat down talking to my husband and I realized that, hey, you know, I need to stop allowing him to treat me like this because I'm allowing it. I can put an end to it. So now I'm, um, when he throws a fit and he won't stop, Like, if I can't calm him down with my words and be like, okay, it's okay, or I try to give him something else to distract him, but if he's completely having a meltdown, you know, I take him and I tell him, okay, we're going to go to timeout now, and we're going to sit in our room, and I sit him on his bed and I tell him, you know, I'm going to put the timer on for two minutes, 
And once the two minutes are up, you can come back out and we can discuss what happened and talk about it. Because I'm a firm believer that um, if you just put your kid in timeout or put them in a corner and you set the timer, and I think this is all good stuff, you know, putting them in a timeout or corner and then putting a timer on and whatnot. But I do think after that's done, you do need to take them and pull them aside and be like, okay, well, this is why I did this. You were throwing a fit because you didn't get this, and that's not okay to throw a fit every time you don't get something you want. And just explain to them why you put them in timeout or why you spanked their butt. I mean, if they're running out in front of a car and you have to grab them real quick and you swat their butt, I mean, that that needs to be explained too. You know, they're after all, they're just infants. They're just kids. And... They are, they don't have the knowledge to understand stuff yet the way that an adult does. And I know that a lot of you are probably like, well, yeah, that's common sense. But in the moment, you get so frustrated and you're like, why can't you understand this? But you have to pull yourself back and be like, yeah, that's right. This child of mine is only an infant and they aren't. They don't have the capacity to understand all this stuff yet. They don't understand that they can't play on the train tracks because a train might come and run them over. They don't understand that they can't run in the road because of these cars and stuff. So you have to... So you have to remember that they are just kids and they don't know any better and they can't comprehend things the way that an adult does. So with that being said, um, I hope that this helps you in dealing with your kids and taking the time to discipline them so they don't have any serious issues down the road that they just decide they can defy authority and don't have to listen to the rules of the world or follow the laws and stuff like that that they don't end up going to jail or ending up getting into drugs and alcohol and having a crazy addiction or anything like that because I'm a firm believer in you know if you lead your kids in the way that they should go when they're older they'll stick to it And also, this was earlier when I was saying this, but I didn't explain why I, why I don't think it's okay to just stick your kid in a corner and not explain it after they come out. I read something somewhere on a, I think it was on Pinterest, one of the blogs or something I read every once in a while. It was saying how if you stick your kid in a corner, by themselves and you when they come out you don't discuss why you put them in the corner or why it is that they were doing wrong or they weren't correct in their way of thinking or how they handled the situation or how they express themselves because it's okay to have emotions and you want to teach them that it's okay to have an opinion and emotion 
but you want to handle it the right way. You want to um, deal with it the correct way and not explode and have just an emotional wreck or meltdown. And I don't expect kids to get it right every time because seriously, adults can't even do it. Especially us women, we're so full of emotions all the time that it's hard for us to go through our emotions and distinguish, you know, how to handle them correctly. So I don't expect a kid to either. But it's important to set them aside and explain to them why it is that they, why you put them in the corner and then let them explain their side of it too. So that they feel like you are validating their opinion and their opinion matters. Because if you don't give them the time to say what they need to say and express their express their emotions after you've disciplined them, they in, then they will learn to stuff it. They will either learn to stuff it or they will think that their opinion doesn't matter. They're not validated. They better just keep quiet. And they don't ever get to express their feelings or emotions. And that's not good. Because being a stuffer isn't good. You tend to stuff everything. And then you just have this huge meltdown when you just can't handle it anymore. And we want to teach our kids to handle each situation as it comes. So it's not a big overload. It's not a big meltdown fest when they've stuffed all this stuff in because every person deserves to feel validated and understood and that their opinion matters and what they say or think matters. And so I guess that's my advice for you guys. Um, I hope this encourages you to get through this period of you know, raising kids, if this is what you're going through, if you're along with me and dealing with this right now, I hope this encourages you. If you're not there yet, I hope this gives you some tips for when you do get there on how to handle your kids. And if you've already been there and done it, then at least you can relate with me and maybe you can have your opinion about what I've said and um, hopefully you agree with me. If you don't, that's okay too. Maybe, you know, y'all can tell me some tips of your own that you have that you, how you dealt with your kids when you went through this period of time as well. I'd love to hear about it. All right, that's it for this one, guys. I hope you guys have a great day and keep loving on your kiddos and your spouse and Tackle each day, one day at a time, one moment at a time if you need to, because sometimes I understand it's tough for real. All right. See you guys in the next one.